what is frustration and why does it have such an effect on us so my experience with maybe not situations or events or you know any like any one thing it's uh, so it's more of it's an amalgamation or a build up of things so you could consider you start the week you have a good Monday and then by the time you get to Friday maybe you're feeling a bit frustrated and what does that mean what exactly is it that you're feeling and what exactly is it that's led you to feel that way that could be could be a combination of a whole bunch of things but I think namely from what I can see in my experiences it's additional pressure has been put on you maybe facing too many stressful situations or just situations in which you're expected to consistently push yourself and then you've got the um, maybe overextending yourself which kind of lends into that it lends into feeling stress feeling too much pressure and it's not necessarily somebody else that is making you feel like that Somebody else could be relaying a message, you know. You need to do something. You still have a choice and a response at the end of the day. So it could it could get quite complex, right? Like if you started to go into the reasons why you may feel frustrated it could be could be a long or continued pattern of behaviour that is constantly leading you back into feeling that way but ultimately it's maybe feeling a lack of control of your conditions or your state and then it might feel like things are happening to you but for the most part we have control over the way we react and respond if we react it's more than likely going to be an emotional response whereas if we respond it's taking time to consider your options that's the way I associate that I'm going to respond to somebody I'm going to take my time if it's needed right
I'm not just gonna always react. And I'm never not gonna react because there's gonna be days or situations in which people will catch you off. You can't always respond or react perfectly because that doesn't exist. The best that you can do is to understand why you respond or react in certain situations and work on those particular situations. Maybe work on the relationships with those people that are most affected by that. So this is something a bit be a bit more personal, something that I I wouldn't say struggle with but it catches me requires a lot more of my uh, focus and effort in order to in order to catch it and not react to it so when you have a family when you've got kids and if you're in a position where you're not in a traditional career you're not working nine to five you may not even be earning any money because you may be looking to to create your own create your own means you want to earn your own money in your own way Not everybody understands that. Not everybody can understand it because most people have been brought up to have a job and earn money and work nine to five and to work overtime and to not ask for money to, to work overtime. In some cases, some people do that. They feel they have to do. They have to overwork themselves to keep the job. Anyway, I'm against the grain. I'm not doing any of that anymore. I did do that for many years. And then I've been working to move away from that. And so because people don't understand what it is that you're doing, and I'm not saying that it's a case of explaining to them and they understand it. It's a case of they don't understand the, the concept that you could earn money for yourself, that you could do things for yourself. They see that if you don't have a job, there's a whole bunch of connotations attached to it. Maybe that you're lazy, that you're... uneducated, a whole bunch of stupid, stupid things, right? But with that, people's expectations of you change. Because you don't have a job in their eyes, because you're not doing anything in their eyes, 
because to them that lens that frame of work earning money is cast by society it's what they do they go to an office they dial in to an office environment whatever right that's the that's their image of what you should be doing so when you aren't doing that it's very difficult for them to understand that you don't have the time to just do everything else you know like in a family in a family environment there's going to be times in which kids are sick they need to be taken to childcare or they need to be need to be picked up from school and all that stuff right after school activities all that and if you don't fall under the the same blanket as them that you have a job that you're working 9 to 5 blah 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 there's a perception that you can do everything that maybe you should do everything obviously it's a misconception because if you're trying to or if you are starting a business it's going to require a lot more effort for you to get it going initially because there's going to be a lot more a lot more work that needs to be done initially to get things going until you can get other people on board to spread the work But for me, I, I kind of feel that guilt as well. I feel guilty that... Because it's kind of a crossover between between the two. Because I had to give up all that safety and security of having work, having a job, having f- some kind of fixed fixed hours so I think because I did that in a way I feel some kind of guilt that I should be doing more than my first year and especially when your other half maybe because they don't understand don't really understand the concept of what you're doing and because they may have you know they've got all these things that they need to achieve in their job they've got all these meetings all these events and so because well because there's there's always that perception that you're not bringing in any money yet that you should have to give up what you were doing which is a very difficult thing to get around it's uh, yeah something that can 
riddle you with guilt. But what, what happens is if you give in too much, if you say yes too much, if you don't say no enough, things become unstable and unbalanced. When you do eventually say no to the other partner, you may get met with a response of why? Because before it's never been a problem, but now why is it a problem? So there has to be There has to be balance. That's why people get frustrated. Because ultimately it's it's instability, it's an um, it's an imbalance in whatever you're feeling. In your relationship, in say the situation I was just describing that I'm going through. It's uh It's a situation that we create because we have total control over it, but it's dealing with feelings that we wouldn't normally feel because you wouldn't normally feel guilty about having to do something else or having obligations, you know? But it's all... uh, it's all, uh, it's just requiring you to adapt because you've, you've changed your, your conditions, you've changed your, your state, your circumstance. It's not everything else around that has to adapt. You can't apply, you can't apply the, the inverse of what you used to. Because I bet when you had a job, when you were full-time, when you were getting a regular income. I bet it wasn't a case of always feeling obligated to, to do everything. To say yes to, to everything. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Some people may feel more comfortable in in doing that. But what I'm saying is that when it leads to when it leads to frustration it's it's because there's it's because there's imbalance. It's because you're doing too much on one side and not enough on the other. And that's your it's your body's way of telling you to change something. And in most cases, it's going to be the change that's going to be required is to say no more often until you reach a point of of balance again. And then you need to use you need to be able to judge things better to um, determine when things are kind of back at a point of being balanced again because the worst thing is to kind of seesaw between the two states where you go from saying yes to everything to saying no to everything and then the the fix for that is to go the opposite direction again it's not a sustainable 
not a sustainable way to live. It's not a sustainable solution. So you have to, you have to find the, the right amount of balance. And it may mean that you need to be a bit more stringent and disciplined in, in certain areas. That you need to be more strict with a, with a plan. Like this is what you're going to do on these days and what time you may have free or what time. Whilst planning, planning is is good because it'll give you give you a structure. So maybe you won't feel so guilty in saying that, hey, this is what I've got planned for today. Whereas if you didn't have anything planned, you may be maybe a bit scatterbrained about what it is you're actually doing. So actually having it written down and planned out. And you don't need to do this like so far in advance, right? You can do this the night before. You can say, okay, so what have I done today? And what is the next logical thing I need to be doing? And plan it that way. I found that the most, um, the most efficient way of doing it. I mean, I've managed to finish projects in a much quicker amount of time in planning it that way rather than trying to plan everything out so far in advance because it's like you you can only remember a certain amount of what needs to be done so you're not going to be thinking about months in advance if you're working for a company that's how they would that's how they would plan it for you right but you need to understand that it's not always the best way there's not always just one way so you need to find a way that works for you so the way I found was to plan the night before because you know you've got a you got a better understanding of what's needed what needs to be done sooner what was done today what can be done tomorrow and so that gives you that gives you structure and that gives you the less guilt because you're not gonna be thinking Oh, what is it I actually need to do? Some people may may know they may just you know have it all in their head and they can work that way. And I've done that before, but I don't think for me it was sustainable sustainable in the long run. I think in order to be in order for things to be more efficient and for me to be able to actually hold something up to somebody and say like, look, this is what I'm doing. That's what I had to do. I had to do the short term, night before planning. And that's worked out well. So you need some form of planning just to kind of set things straight in your mind and to also give you something to show somebody else. So if you've got a partner and your partner is, maybe you're feeling guilty about everything and that you don't want to. You want to show that, well, actually I am doing something that is of value. 
and so that's what you can that's what you can show to them right you can say this is it this is what I'm doing so that'll help deal with some of the guilt because I think most of the frustration deals with, uh, sorry stems from this feeling that you have to that you feel guilty you feel guilty that you're not meeting maybe those ob old obligations that you did having a nine-to-five job having a what, what most people would say is stable income you know so alleviate some of that guilt by actually showing what you're doing and being more efficient in doing that because when you plan things out when you plan your day out makes it easier to get through to get through things rather than just having one huge task and saying this is what I'm doing it's uh, it's difficult to to find value in that I mean in terms of actually completing something it takes a long time to complete a single huge task when you pack everything into one big task you know like if you're building a new application for people to install on the phones it's going to help them manage the finances better and you just had the task of building the user interface or building the the logic of the of the application it doesn't really say much it describes the describes the overall general thing but it doesn't really give you any context in terms of what have you finished it doesn't give you the almost like a sense of completion or pride I've finished this piece this piece of that general thing so by breaking it down into manageable tasks that you could complete in a day I know with software development it may be a bit more open-ended but if you can chop it down as much as possible it at least gives you something that you can say you know I've completed these things today and that gives you the motivation to keep going because I think if you go for the whole day and you don't complete anything it can be a bit daunting it can be a bit that can maybe invoke some of the guilt again I've not completed that I feel bad it's just all about finding balance it's because because we associate success or basically completing things with with worth with value if we don't complete things we might might almost like devalue ourselves it's not the right way to it's not a balanced way to look at it you should um, you should always look for the balance so if you've got four tasks on your list of things that need to be completed as long as you finish two 
that's a balanced argument right you can say well I finished two of them I didn't finish the other two but it doesn't mean I'm any less valuable it just means I've got two tasks to carry over to, to tomorrow it means I've got two tasks that I don't need to find do you know what I mean if you're writing your plan for the next day you carry those two tasks over then you only need to think of two more tasks whereas if you completed all of them you would need to think of four so there's all the, always this aspect of balance and it's the way that you it's the way that you process and interpret it that's going to make you feel something right because you may feel <laughs> say you complete all your all your four tasks today and you feel great but then you come to sit down to plan tomorrow and you're trying to think of four tasks and it seems like it's the hardest thing to do it's kind of it might crush your crush your spirit a little bit you know you just completed those four tasks but now you're unable to think of four more so There's always going to be this aspect, give and take, push and pull, balance, good and bad, right and wrong. And uh, yeah, we can we can see those things in many many different ways. Not being able to think of four tasks, you could take it as. Okay, well, if I can't think of anything, then maybe tomorrow I'm going to take a break. Because if I was able to think of something, then obviously that would indicate I should continue working. But because I can't think of anything, I'm going to take that as a signal to take a day off or to do something different. Or you could take it completely the opposite direction and say get frustrated why can't I why can't I come up with these things why am I this and why am I that you know so it's just many many ways you can interpret the things that are going on around you they don't always have to be good or bad they don't have to be anything they can just be they can just happen. You don't have to react or respond. <laughs> so I felt some of that before. In terms of um, not being able to think of things, not being able to plan things in advance. And it does, it does kind of lead you to a place of frustration. Because you're wrestling with your emotions because you may, you're being you're not being made I was going to say you're being made to feel a certain way but you're not, you're choosing to respond and feel a certain thing because you feel you've got an obligation to do so you may feel that if you aren't working then you feel guilty you may feel that because you're 
doing your own thing that if you aren't working then you're never going to succeed <laughs> but I'd say that you need to you need to find balance you need to find harmony in things it, it can't always be full on it can't always be five days, six days, seven days constant work there has to be there has to be balance and I know that's something for me that is that's a constant <laughs> it's a constant um, tug of war because you feel you're being pulled towards your work because of all the all the things that you attach to it you attach money to it and wealth you attach an obligation that think certain things may happen if you don't do it that the business will never work that all these things but if we understand that it's okay to do things and it's okay to not do things to not do something is not to be lazy or to be unsuccessful it just means that you take value in different aspects as opposed to just taking value in one aspect of life And it's not to say that you don't care about those things. You don't care about family, you don't care about your work, or that you care about your work more. It means that maybe for the most part you put more energy into one thing than the other. And it could be because obligations make you respond or react in that way I mean that, that it lends into people pleasing in both respects family and in your career the reason people may feel obligated in their career is because they're trying to please the boss that they want to get promotion so in order to get promotion, they have to um, do all these things. They create the obligations themselves. They bind themselves by sometimes unrealistic expectations. And it may not be an expectation of the boss. It may be an expectation that they have created, that they expect the boss would expect. So they're essentially casting their own their own obligation. They think that this is what they should do. That's what the boss would expect. And then that's what is going to lead them to a promotion or even maybe just to retaining the, the current job. I think a lot of people may be slightly concerned about their job if they don't remain in good favour 
and by good favour that could mean that they go like way above or way beyond what would actually be expected do you know what I mean like if you be realistic about the expectations of your boss the expectations of the company you work for the expectations of the the work that you actually do it would be if you were doing a position I don't know help desk support say you worked on an IT help desk support if you were working so far beyond what was expected that should actually scare the shit out of your boss because that person is not right for that job the, the person is, is above that job do you know what I mean it's like if you have say you have a manager and they're very charismatic they're more akin to a CEO yeah they don't realise that they're just a manager but to everyone else it's clear and wouldn't that be seen as a threat to any existing CEO or any other manager that is hoping to succeed the current CEO so if you do too little you're not going to be in good favour if you do too much you may also not be in good favour because you'll be seen as a threat if you do too little you'll be seen as a liability meaning the business may suffer because of the things that you do And if you go the other way, if you do too much, the people may suffer the things that you do because you may take the position. So you have to find a balance because there's no point going in either, either direction. What's the point in doing the work? If you're overworking yourself in order to attain something better, I think you're probably doing it in the wrong place working for somebody else and overworking yourself you kind of just casting the spotlight on you people are going to look at and feel threatened it's human nature everyone else has got aspirations as well so if they're looking to attain something and it looks like you're retaining what they want then rumours start and things, you know there's a lot of people that can be vindictive there's a lot of people that would congratulate you as well just as if you were viewed as a liability if you were doing less than expected people may actually like you they may like your personality And they may use that as a, you know, to excuse any kind of uh, what might be perceived as laziness.
and that you just don't want to do the work. There's balance everywhere. It's like it's a shell within a shell within a shell within a shell. So you can say like, I'm a balanced person, but then you go and look at the different aspects of your life and it's actually like, well, these things are way, uh, how'd you say, imbalanced, I guess. These things are really imbalanced because you're doing too much. And the thing is, if you, if you work in a job and you look at the, the people that get the most, they get the promotions, they get the, the big bonuses, do they do more or less than you do? Or is it the same? I think in, in some cases I've seen, it's not even been a factor. It doesn't matter how much you do. Because everyone has a job and everyone has responsibilities. So some people view it as, are you just doing what you're supposed to be doing? that they might not see it as doing anything more than that. That the additional things that you're doing may not even be considered. They may be discounted as that's just your job because like I mentioned before, there's a, there's a danger in doing too much. There's a danger in saying yes too much and saying no too much. Because when you finally change your answer and you say no, that's when it's gonna be, why? You, you always say yes. What's happened, what's wrong? So when you turn around and you say, all right, that extra, extra thing I used to do, I'm not doing that anymore. That extra piece of work, that work I would do in the evening, I'm not doing that anymore. And let's say you never got paid for it, you just did it because you chose to do it. And then because you actually stopped doing something that you shouldn't have been doing, then it might start to raise questions because everyone's always seen you do it. And so it becomes attached to you as being your responsibility. It doesn't, it's not something that you're doing extra anymore. It's something that you are doing that is a part of your job. So it goes back to, you always say yes, you always do all the extra, all the extra work and you get nothing in return for it. And then when you finally say no, then that starts to raise questions. Why are they not doing that thing anymore? That's part of their job. And then it becomes 
then it becomes a liability because now you have to explain why you aren't doing it, why you were doing it in the first place. It becomes an incredibly complex situation for something that was so simple. It was something that you should not have been doing in the first place. It's like um, I've worked in a lot of positions. I've worked with a lot of people that have all faced this uh, same problem. They work in a particular role, a particular job with set responsibilities. And then over time that starts to expand or you start to do things that expands into maybe slightly different areas or it's just adding more workload for you, right? And it becomes an expectation. <laughs> and people get frustrated <laughs> because they've been doing that for so long, right? And then they say, like, nobody's acknowledging it, so I'm going to stop doing it. They get frustrated and they react emotionally. And then it turns into a big drama. The manager's just, like, has no clue what is going on. Like, why hasn't this report been... Why hasn't this report been sent or something? And that, that's a normalised thing. The report would always be sent on a certain day. So that's all the manager sees. And then all the drama behind that is... What the person who took responsibility for creating that report starts to... Uh, starts to make known. They start getting very emotional... <laughs> They start getting very angry. And the manager's just like, the fuck, what is going on? Then it turns into a big thing and then they have to explain it and then they have to say why they stopped doing it, you know? So it, it makes something that is so, that it, it's supposed to be a good thing, right? You're doing this extra work, but really you're doing it for some recognition you want to you're aspiring to be better than you are you're aspiring to be better than the other people around you but it goes on for so long it's not recognized in that way and so you get to a point where you just say okay that's it i'm not doing it anymore and then that's when people notice but people notice it for the wrong reasons <laughs> Because now they think that maybe that guy's a bit of a dick because he just stopped doing something that was critical that was now maybe critical for the business or critical for somebody to do the job for managers or something. You know, so if you're doing things to please other people, you shouldn't. If especially if it's in a job. If you need, um, if you need any kind of, I don't know, not recognition. If you need to, 
aspire to anything, to feel good about something. You should try doing something for yourself rather than doing something for somebody else. Because you're trying to force somebody to appreciate what you're doing. In essence, that's what it is. That's what I've seen people do. They do these things, but they hold emotions over it because they want it to be seen by people in a certain way. It's not just enough to do it. It's not to, it's not to really better anything. It's not to better somebody else's life, you know, to make somebody's job easier. It's for recognition. It's for their own advancement. And that's fine. You can do things for your own advancement, but you just need to realize where you're putting your energy and that if you've got an expectation that somebody should appreciate things like that, that it's not always gonna it's not always gonna be recognized in that way. It's not always gonna be appreciated. But it may always get to a point where it's recognized because the day comes that you've had enough. No, nobody has acknowledged your, I know, your good nature. Because most of the people that do these things, I've noticed, are kind of good-natured people. And maybe they just feel a little bit hard done by when other people don't explicitly recognize things. So when it is, when it is finally recognized, it's recognized for the wrong reason. It's seen as something that is a problem. It's created a problem. So at the end of the day, it's not worth it. It is not worth your effort. It's not worth attaching anything to the work that you do for somebody else. That's not to say to, sorry, that's not to say not to have any values. That's different. Attaching values to the things that you do is probably the most important. That should be the reason why you do something. It shouldn't be because you're looking to gain something from it. In terms of value, it's going to be, it's going to be things like, to improve the experience for other people. If you're working for a company that serves customers, if you're building a business that is going to serve customers, having values that align with making their life easier is probably a good place to start because it's not it's not really got any expectations it is more a description of the work that you do
the things that I create are to make people's lives easier. If you're doing something because somebody told you to, if you're doing something because you want recognition, you're attaching an emotion to that. And it's not always gonna be, it's not always gonna be acknowledged. So it's not a good position to put yourself in. Because ultimately that's, that's why people get frustrated because attach emotions to things or situations and that's an expectation of something they're expecting a certain outcome and when the people around them don't don't feed into that outcome that's when you know they react react emotionally and things kind of break down So unmet expectations, that's one way of being frustrated when people don't acknowledge what you've done, what you're doing, and that can lead to frustration. And so then there's another there's another sense in that. Not so much an expectation, but more, more taking on too much yourself. That would be not, not been able to be, to be balanced in the things that you do and say. If you're too much of the mind to say yes to everything that people are asking you, or to say no to everything that people are asking you, it sets expectations for them, which can lead to frustration for them, because their expectation is that you're always gonna give a certain answer. So when it's, when it's contrary to that, when the one time that you say no, or the one time that you say yes, it then becomes met with frustration. Because they've got an expectation that you've not met. So the trick is to have no expectation. Somebody doesn't know how you're going to respond. I.e. that you're always going to give the same answer. If they don't know that, then it's always going to be um, no expectation, which is a better position to be in. it might actually foster a better 
better sense of communication in that respect. Because one person's not always assuming there's going to be a certain way and they maybe they would plan things assuming that because of that expectation. So when you when you get away from that that type of behaviour, when you get away from expecting things, expecting certain outcomes, when you get away from allaying that sense of expectation in other people that you're always going to respond in a certain way when you change that that's when there should be less need for frustration less need to react emotionally because there is no no reason because if you don't know what the outcome is going to be or you don't know how the person is going to respond you can't have a realistic rather you can't realistically set any kind of expectation you can say like this is what I would like puts no it's not going to be any uh, any responsibility or yeah I guess responsibility there's not going to be of thing placed on you to say that you should have responded a certain way because there's nothing to look back on to back that up because you've always given a balanced response sometimes yes sometimes no and that's ideally the way it should be that's how you live without frustration, without expectation, without guilt, without obligation. When you're able to look at things in terms of realistically what can I do? straight let's say that last night you tried to plan something and you couldn't think of anything to to work on so maybe today you put that as a day of tending to other things but what about if if your days are mixed where it's 
or it's a case of you trying to do trying to complete your tasks and trying to complete your family tasks this is the situation that I've found myself in over the last few weeks trying to adapt to I get I wouldn't say I'd say challenging it's a very challenging aspect because you're having to adapt to things that you can't plan for like illness you can't plan for your kids being sick But it needs to be needs to be on balance, right? It can't be it can't be that feeling of guilt. Well, you're not working a nine to five, and you're not bringing in bringing in any stable income. <laughs> so therefore, you should you should always look after the kids in that situation it's not a it's not a balanced way of doing things regardless of what the what the perception is because in order for in order for that person to kind of be more aligned with that image of having a 9 to 5, having a stable income they have to be allowed to work at some point I say allowed because that's kind of the brick wall that they put up well you're not earning any money you don't have a 9 to 5 so that's the kind of it's kind of a a brick wall that they, they place around you it's a limitation that you kind of have to remain within because they're they're pushing an obligation on you you should always do these things because you're not doing (laughs) because you're not working you're not earning money but what they should really be looking at is on balance that if you want that situation to persist in which what they're saying is always going to be true that you're never going to have stable income or whatever is to always do what they say because they're telling you that this is the this is the situation and because of that situation this is what you always have to do but that is just going to persist that image and persist that situation right it's constantly feeding into it. So even though the person is they're not really in a way complaining about it because it suits them. It suits them for the situation to exist because they're on the opposite side. Because they have that. And because they have that that they should always they should always be given the pass do you know what I mean 
but yeah that's uh, instability some people might confuse that with balance so if you want to persist a situation like that then you should always do whatever the person is telling you to do if they're saying that you should look after the kids because of your situation because you don't have a stable income blah 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 if you keep doing that leads to instability it leads to persisting that situation and it leads to frustration now like I said it's it's difficult to manage and that's what it is it needs to be managed because there are going to be some times that that you're going to be great at managing it and that you can say that you can keep things balanced that you can plan what you need to do and get time to do it and at the same time you can spend time with family look after the kids but it's just when one side becomes dominant over the other that's when it leads into these emotional states frustration instability expectations and it can take it can take some time to to acknowledge that because it's not always immediately apparent that that is what is happening that that is kind of the the state of things because I think most people would kind of lend into those obligations rather than try to seek any any form of balance or any form of moving so just to summarize a little bit so frustration is basically an emotional state that stems from the way in which we respond and react to other people it's when we go against uh, maybe what it is that we actually want and that could be due to expectation and obligation which is derived from the way in which we respond and react to people. Expectation and obligation are, are things that are learned in terms of people know how you respond and react to them to certain situations. And they create expectations or obligations from that. And those obligations can be sh 
shared with you so that you feel you feel that you should align with those ultimately that's an expectation as well it just it more describes a way that you should be seen to act whereas an expectation is more about any kind of outcome not not specifically not specifically what people do or say but more about what they want to get out of it so frustration can be a realisation that you're in a place that you may feel stuck or that you don't want to be in and if it's say if that's from behaviour that's been happening for months or years it can be very difficult to acknowledge what the actual problem is that it's, it's a pattern of behaviour it's things that you're doing and repeating over and over that's in a sense programming other people it's programming programming their expectations what to expect from you and if that, if that persists for, for years even months it can be extremely difficult to first acknowledge that it is your behaviour the way that you react and the way that you respond and those obligations that you're feeding into and it's going to be it's going to cause pain because when you finally acknowledge that when you finally take steps to find balance again the people that you're interacting with that have those expectations already set it's going to be very difficult in terms of explaining to them why it's a no because it may be something that they take personally because they may not understand they may think it's something that something that you've done or something that they've done so while it's it's going to take time for you to wrap your head around things it's going to take other people maybe even longer to get used to it because it's been months or years of the same same response, same reaction, same programming to build up those expectations and obligations and now it's now there's nothing, there's no there's nothing to work from, there's no framework, there's no baseline they don't know they might say they don't know what you want I guess it all depends on the context of what it is that you're saying no to but I think it's always going to be that way because you can't control the way in which other people react and respond so when you say no, when you say yes it also means that 
you have to allay those or any expectation or any obligation that they're going to respond or react in a certain way so as much as it's a change in you it's also realising that it has to be the same for everyone else otherwise if it's not then it's uh, it's an expectation or it's an obligation it's either the same for everyone or it's not right but it's something that is it's going to be worthwhile in the long run because even if it means that well I mean it's not going to be a quick fix it's not going to be something that is fixed as such it's going to be something that is a constant work in progress but the way in which you respond or react to it is the thing that is going to make it better you first have to understand and acknowledge it in order to to know how to respond and react in a more true or efficient way true and efficient way true being how it is you actually want to respond what is actually like what is it actually that you actually need do you need to do work today or do you have time to spur? Or is there, is there maybe a, a way of splitting that so that you can do both? So I was gonna, I was just gonna lead into some techniques that I've been trying. I've been trying to do, I've been trying to figure out ways of looking after a very clingy baby. I say babies, nearly 18 months. This is a big baby. <laughs> but how to, how to manage that? How to actually get things done as well as looking after kids because no matter how much you try to plan how much you try to balance things out it isn't always going to work out there are going to be some situations in which you may not have a choice you may not have the luxury of responding in the way that you want because it's I don't know let's say it's just more of a you were the only person that is in a position to help. So I think trying to trying to get away from that completely and trying to maintain balance is not balance. <laughs> because whilst that's something you can strive for, you also have to acknowledge that there's going to be things that are going to 
kind of come out of the blue. Things that you can't uh, you can't always anticipate, and things that maybe there's nobody around to help out with, and it is just you. So I've been trying to figure out some techniques, some ways of working, managing that. Because I know that's that's going to be extremely useful. Because it means that you can almost maintain a sense of balance whilst being in a situation that is not. And for the most part, I've managed to do that through uh, using a mobile, using an old mobile phone set up some uh, set up all my all the stuff that I'm working on all the projects put them all in a local network sure so I just have the phone connected to Wi-Fi it's got an application for editing text files and things it's got some video and photo editing software Because the things I've been doing at the minute have been more focused on uh, content for a website. <laughs> so I can still create all the content, just putting it into a plain text file using my phone. Put that onto my network share and then later on when, when I'm free of my responsibility, when somebody else is there to help with my son I can go onto my laptop and and access the content so I just put everything into a centralised network share then I can access it on my phone from wherever wherever I am in the house and it's easier to to use a phone because if you've got a baby that likes to hit your laptop or hit your keyboard it can be a bit frustrating to try and type especially if, if you you know if baby's feeding or trying to put them to sleep trying to hold a laptop can be a bit difficult so I found the phone works quite well it's a little bit phone's a little bit larger than a normal one so makes it easier to type so there are ways there are ways of working around things it doesn't have to be a um, doesn't have to be a case of one or the other in all circumstances you know in some respects it will be there won't be there won't always be a way of working around things and being able to do you know multiple things at the same time like in terms of a family looking after a baby and trying to do work now if I was working 9 to 5 and I had to take some time out 
to look after my son I wouldn't be trying to do any work I just wouldn't bother because it's all about perspective if you're doing work for somebody else why would you need to split your energy split your time in looking after your son and looking after work when you're supposed to be looking after your son do you know what I mean I'm not saying that my ethic is uh, or my values are to to not care about the work that you do for somebody else what I'm saying is that you should value the things that you do for yourself and your family more than you do for another for a company, an entity I mean at the end of the day the company doesn't need say three hours of your work when you're looking after your baby you know because the company is still going to make profit either way whether you work or not but if you look at it in terms of if you're starting a business the way in which you get to making profit or getting people to help you is by persistently doing work and it's not to say that you just do anything it all has obviously it all has to be in keeping with what is required but the difference being is that you're doing it for yourself that you're building something for yourself and for your family and there's more value or there should be more value placed in that So even when I work with big companies, I don't put value in the company because the companies has got way too much money to know what to do with. So they fund projects left, right and center. Maybe not so much now, but that's what the trend used to be. But in those, um, in those situations, in those projects, the way I saw things was that I valued the customer and the experience that the customer had more than the, the, the company itself. Because that's what you're creating. You're creating an, or you're contributing to create an experience. You're not contributing to create a company. because the company already exists the company's going to exist if you're there or not the only thing that you can actually change is creating towards that experience that the customer has and I work with too many I work with too many companies and people that don't value that or they don't value that enough they don't value the customer or the customer experience because from the perspective the siloed in to data and figures and numbers 
marketing material IT infrastructure there's no uh, there's no value in the company do you know what I mean companies used to be built on values companies used to be built by people that embodied the values that they put into the company so much so that the majority of the companies bore the name of the person or the, the people that founded it because there was a sense of pride or maybe not even a sense of anything maybe it was just more an expression of that person as a company and when you went in to see or purchase something from that company you would see the person you'd see the values but obviously nowadays things are faceless there's digital storefronts where everything kind of looks the same all the shops look the same all the say if you wanted to get if you wanted to get somebody's merchandise you know a lot of youtubers create their own merchandise but they all get them from the same place it's all like a bespoke turnkey solution all you do is register you send through so many orders a month and they send you send you the the materials the t-shirts the caps the hats with your designs printed on them and it's the same it's the same material the same t-shirts the same hats it's just a different design there's no value or emotion or effort put into things anymore I think to a degree there doesn't need to be I think I've kind of gone off topic again though But anyway, so those are some techniques. If you're if you're looking after a family and trying to start a business or start two businesses, <laughs> um, yeah, there's always ways of adapting, and that's that's what you need to look for more than more than emotion or frustration. You should even expectations and obligations just try and do away with those just try and be observant and you can catch you can catch when those behaviours become a problem when you're making yourself too available or you're overextending yourself in certain ways it's better to catch it even if, even if, even if it creates a bit of conflict just work through that and uh, find balance because that is the only way that you're ever going to achieve the things that you want
I mean, I know people that have still achieved things, but they deal with frustration. Things are not balanced on a whole. They overextend themselves. Maybe take on too much work. Maybe neglect their family, neglect their health. So, I mean, it all has consequences. If you're able to manage your frustration, but it, it's, it's maybe uh, brought out in a different way. Maybe through the things that you eat or you don't move as much, you don't exercise. <laughs> all about balance you just need to catch these things you need to be observant that's that's probably the main the, oh, the critical thing you have to be observant you have to observe the patterns of your behavior because if you don't they repeat and they won't change unless you change unless you change the way you respond change the way you react try to be less reactive like I said it all all requires balance it's not a case of going from saying yes to saying no everything being all yes to everything being all no it's got to be balanced it's got to be there's got to be a reason for everything you do and say. So if the reason is to meet somebody else's expectations, to please somebody else, to feel obligated to do something, they're not... They are not healthy uh, behaviours. And may, it may be that you don't have something to focus on. So you need, to, you need to find something to focus on in order to find balance. And I'm going to stop there before I, before I keep talking. <laughs> so yeah. That is it. Frustration is bred from pattern of reaction and responding to people in a way that leads us into instability makes us feel emotionally overwhelmed stressed, pressured and ultimately frustrated the only way to remedy that is to find balance and learn balance your response and balance your reactions not to always be so not to always be so unbalanced and unstable